And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. You're going to sing show tunes on this show? Oh, I don't think so, Doc Manson. And if I had remembered, I would have recorded it. But instead, I'm doing it live. He is the very model of the nope of negativity. I try to make him positive, but he lacks the proclivity. He knows the ease for fun, and yet he still exerts passivity. I think that being negative is his favorite activity. We're very well acquainted, yes, we have a long-term privity, and nobody will doubt the man is filled with creativity. And though he is to blame for our podcast, sometimes declivity, let no one in this world proclaim that Doc lacks sensitivity. He is a scientist he knows of current's conductivity. He spoke last week about the state of color's refractivity. In wrestling, however, he lacks certain objectivity. He is the very model of the nope of negativity. He cannot can well, he simply cannot see the pros of guys like Rollins and Belor, yet that depends on where Murray he sings his praises evermore. He thinks Carmella's fabulous, but Bailey can be quite a bore. He doubts the magic power of Bray Wyatt's refrigerator. And then there's Roman Reigns, Doc Manson's bitterest of enemies. On second thought, that title probably goes to one named Stephanie. Doc's nope is never higher than when we're talking authority, except for corporate Kane, that guy brought Doc Manson hilarity. Despite all this, he is my friend, I say with all sincerity. I'm trying to be kind. In fact, this title's complimentary. And so let's start the show and say goodbye to Nerd DC. Doc Lesnar, Pod Beast Incarnate, the nope of negativity. <sighs> it occurred to me about 80% of the way through. Yeah. I'm goddamn in English. That's what I am. <laughs> well, in fairness to you, you cry a lot less backstage. That's his new shtick, isn't it? He's just yeah, yeah. He's the cry. He's baby. a crybaby. Yeah, that, that's him now. Um, so uh, I have only two qualms with that song, which was quite good. One Thank you. that you called me Doc Lesnar at the end. I mean, this is just a brief period of Doc Lesnar. It would have been you're gonna have to redo it now with music with Doc Manson, so that we can actually have <clears throat> this this show tune that goes down in history. Uh, and two. You say that I lack objectivity. Well, sir, I would like to have a conversation with you because I believe there is no such thing as objectivity. Oh, In fact, especially when one comes down to, you know, simply talking about one's opinions, everything is subjective. I mean, the entire struggle of science is attempting to, you know, find things that are absolute truths, Right. But as we all know, confirmation bias by researchers all over the place produces all sorts of subjective results that can't be duplicated. I don't know, man. Like, I think the pursuit of objectivity, in some cases, like science, is noble, although perhaps flawed. But at the same time, isn't being subjective a noble pursuit of its own? When we're talking about a show like this, a podcast, where people are tuning in to hear you and me and what we think about the week in wrestling as well as other things, they want 
our opinions. They are not paying us, but I wish they were, to be as subjective as one can be. Would you not agree? I would absolutely agree. You're 100% right. However, when you're looking at a rhyming dictionary and you've used almost all the other words that you know the definitions of, to be fair, <laughs> I actually had to look some of these up. I, you know, you're grasping at straws there around, where are we, verse three of six, you know? <laughs> so, so I would say, you know, yes, I think we all lack objectivity. It is, it is hard to watch something it's human like nature. professional wrestling and not have any opinions at all. There are going to be guys you like, there are going to be girls you like, there are going to be talents you don't like. So I just wanted to take a minute to honor you. And had I not... You know, it, it has been a weird week. I, my plan was to record it on Monday. I was going to have a bit of time off in the morning after a dental appointment. Turned out no one knew that I was not going to be at work, so I had to immediately leave the dentist and drive straight to work because no one had planned for my absence, despite my telling them multiple times. So that, you know, that got lost, and it occurred to me about an hour ago, oh, yeah, I, I probably should record that. And I decided, you know what? I'll just do it live, but I will record it, and if you would like, yes. I will change it to Doc Manson, Pod Beast Incarnate, The Nope of Negativity. Okay. Uh, at some point, we've really got to put all this together. I've got to come up with some nice little uh, you know, album art for each of these songs, and we've got to put this uh, Nerd DC compilation on Bandcamp or something. I'm all for it. I've got to figure out you know, which episodes. People are going to have to tell me which episodes their favorites are are on, or I'm going to have to see. I think I have them all saved on the computer that's currently not working. So as long as I can get that computer to work, it'll be fine. Um, yeah, it'll be fine. So, Doc, glad to glad to see you. Glad to see you, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am, of course, DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Um, wrestling right now, in this moment, over the past... Week. Ah, please, please, please allow me, as the resident nope of negativity, allow me to describe the current state of wrestling, uh, which is terrible. I, I don't, it's just not, I'm not invested. I have, I have found Like I said, terrible. You know, I... I have PlayStation View, that's where I watch my wrestling, and I noticed that Monday Night Raw, for whatever reason, maybe because it's a UK uh, week or what, but it didn't save, and I was not disappointed that it wasn't there. I was like, okay, my evening last night just got a little easier, because now I just need to watch last week's NXT, which was fairly good, and and then I needed to watch SmackDown, and I gotta tell you, my SmackDown viewing took about 27 minutes, I watched Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan because I like Luke Harper quite a bit. I watched AJ Styles be a babyface and stand next to Randy Orton, who's holding the title that you would assume AJ would prize above all other things. And then I, of course, watched the Fashion Files, not to be confused with the Forensic Files. Um, and then I had very little else that caught my interest about... You know, and I don't know, is it a London thing? Is it a fact that when they go to the UK, they decide they're just going to put as many talents in the ring as possible, so they're not going to tell compelling stories? Is that what happened? Um, I don't know, man. I've sort of felt as though 
they haven't been telling compelling stories since around the superstar shakeup. Since around when? The superstar oh, the shakeup. shakeup. Yeah. Yes. Um I don't know. It's it's just, you know, I I assume it's the post WrestleMania kind of doldrums where, you know, it for an educator, and I'm sure you're in the same boat here, the last couple of weeks have been a little crazy. Um, I imagine that when the summer hits and I have a little bit more free time, perhaps uh, I'll be able to dive back in. But I, I really can't say that I've been, like, desperate to watch wrestling. I've, I could watch 205 Live or NXT at a moment's notice. And besides the fact that apparently Aleister Black was in it again, um, I, I got nothing. And I, I it's weird to host a wrestling podcast when wrestling isn't exciting. But NAI Pod spent a whole bunch of time talking about the fact that The Rock might run for president. That's that's where we're at in wrestling right now. There is not much going on. Mm, mm. Um, you know, this week in particular, I just don't care about six-man tags. And the main event, therefore, held nothing for me. And it seems to be what they're building towards in the women's division on SmackDown as well. Uh... I don't care about Randy Orton, who is the most boring wrestler possibly in history. Jinder Mahal <laughs> is, you know, not my first choice. I think he's doing well, given the circumstances. I would but... agree. I would agree. He is. I, I am buying him as a main event contender, which is what they were supposed to do. So I give them credit for that. But honestly, outside of the fashion files which I sort of feel like is destined to be a flash in the pan. And may I also add, while I enjoyed the Fashion Files special edition from London, uh, I don't think it was anywhere near as funny as the more heavily produced uh, vignette that they did last week. No, they had one good line with the Cheerios, no thanks, I already had my breakfast. Right. And the rest of the time I'm like watching it going... Tyler Breeze's outfit was meant to fit like the big show. It was this just gigantic coat and it, it did, you know, it was, I'm still glad they have, you know, something to do, but it definitely well, felt less. There was a, it was a step backwards. Basically what I'm saying is though, um, there's nothing on SmackDown that I'm especially interested in Ex with the exception, I suppose of AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens, except, again, that was wrapped up in a six-man tag that made it difficult to invest anything this particular week. Do you think... And then Raw is Raw. So... Do you think Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal are going to main event Backlash? Don't you think it's going to be AJ versus Owens? No... I mean, because it is they are they are doing a women's six woman tag. It's Natalia and Carmella, not Carmella. Yes, Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina. Thank you. Versus Naomi and Charlotte and Becky, which is fine, I guess. Yeah, it'll be fine, I guess. But but I mean, and then again, just to go back to Raw for a minute, the only notable thing they did this week was write off the best part of that show. So he could go get surgery and not be around for the next six to eight weeks. 
I, of course, speak of Braun Strowman. So... So are you done? Is that what we're saying? Are we are we getting to the point now where you're you're gonna take a little break? A little breaky poo? Maybe. I I think I'm... I will probably watch what is it, payback? No. Is that the next just had show? payback? Oh uh, backlash. Oh, uh, backlash. Backlash. I'll probably watch backlash, but that's my immediate plans. I... But but I had that thought. I was like, maybe for a little bit, I'll just, you know, because I think it's next week. You can watch NXT Chicago. You can watch Backlash. But I, I, I don't, I can't tell you that I'm going to make Raw and SmackDown next week appointment viewing. And I don't necessarily think, I don't want us, you know, people to think that, that I think it's okay in the world that we live in. I think it is okay for... A wrestling fan to say, you know what? I'm not going to watch every minute of wrestling that is available. Okay. I think yeah. I will. Yeah, um, that's you're right. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that particular mindset. But the thing that I have an issue with is it's not that we're not watching every minute of wrestling. Um we just have no reason to watch any th- of the televised wrestling. That's a problem. Like, I don't think it's a problem not to watch all of wrestling, but there's now five hours a week televised that we are not interested in. That well, strikes no, me as a problem. That's not true. That's not true. I didn't watch this week for multiple reasons, but I am still interested in Breezango. I am interested in Sheamus and Cesaro well, being. Mm. You know, and, and their heel thing. There are bits and pieces that I am interested in. And again, I being somewhat of a maven of the mid card, it's natural that I'm not going to go for, you know, Roman Reigns or even the, you know, the latest developments with Baron Corbin or AJ Styles or Randy Orton. But, uh, you know, but at the same time, again, you know, yes, you're absolutely right. WWE's primary job is to make compelling television, which then gets you to buy the network so that you'll watch the pay-per-views, which then gets you to watch the television. You, Doc Manson, have said that multiple times, that it, it needs to be that kind of symbiotic back-and-forth relationship, but it's okay. And maybe WWE, with this, we've had this conversation as well, with this whole nine ninety nine um a month business and the fact that they understand they're going to have fans whether or not they produce incredibly compelling television that gives wrestling fans what they want. Maybe that's what you even said when you were on NAI pod low two weeks ago or so. Um, You know, again, I think it's okay to take a little break. WrestleMania is this big, huge thing. We're all in. We're following up on it. It's natural that for a month or two afterwards, you're going to kind of need to step back and catch your breath a bit. And you know what's even better? We're only 20 days away from Lucha Underground coming back. Hey, I'm, I don't, again, can't be a bad thing. I've, I considered, you know, we're getting towards, the, I think it's the best of the Super Juniors tournament in New Japan. I've toyed with the idea this summer of getting myself New Japan World. If it was easy to play on a PlayStation, I would have bought it already and just, you know, just to watch some of these tournaments. It's, you know. Um, but uh, when is it, when is it happening? Is it the end of this month? Is it May 31st? May 31st, I believe, is the date. Is it official? I know, because there's back and forth on when so. it is. 
All right. I believe this is official. I've seen enough people say it that I think it's official, but I that, suppose it could not be. That will be nice. Let's talk Lucha Underground for a minute. I watched, I think, the very first episode. I was like, all right, I'll watch some Lucha Underground. And I watched, I think, the very first episode, <laughs> got to Prince Puma versus Johnny Mundo and was like, uh, you know, the match was good, but I've never been a huge Johnny Nitro, John Morrison, Johnny Mundo fan, so it didn't do a huge amount for me. Uh, what are you most looking forward to in Lucha more Underground? More of Lucha Underground. More. More of it. Do you remember the storylines that you left off with? Nope. Okay. I'm not even sure who's champion right now. I would assume it was Matanza. I think he... Although... Mm, I don't think it is. I think he lost it in Aztec Warfare. I think Sexy Star had it for one week, and then she so dropped it... it- to someone. Is it Johnny Mundo? I think it is. Then maybe it's Johnny Mundo. It might be Johnny Mundo. Because yeah. I thought she I thought she lost it to Johnny Mundo. And I would look it yeah, up, that's except right. it's going to tell me. Except no, you're it's right. going to tell it. me. Yeah. It's going to uh, tell it, me who the champion is at the end of season three. Right, right. It does that. Um, But, you know, it's um, it's not about necessarily what am I looking forward to. I'm just looking forward to a wrestling product that feels a little bit different. And which hopefully will be exciting. Uh, I had grand plans, obviously, during this break to uh, watch the pull back catalog of Lucha Underground, which I have not done. Um, and in all fairness, it's just because I don't think it's a very bingeable show. Like, it's all there on Netflix, and maybe I can watch an episode or two. But by the time I'm through, you know, two episodes of that show, especially without commercial breaks, I don't need to watch a third one. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, just, no, I uh, think you're right. I think it's, it's, it's designed f- to be a weekly episodic thing. Yeah. You and know, I think it's, it's designed, designed very well that to you be watch. That. Yeah. Um, speaking of Lucha Underground and masks, I, I mentioned it today a couple of times. It is the greatest day of the year uh, for DDT wrestling, because do you know whose birthday it is today? No. It is the mascot of DDT wrestling's birthday, apparently, according to ProfiteDB.com, mm. one Lince Dorado. The Golden Lynx. Good uh, good for him. The, the Golden Lynx. Um, what I find interesting, I don't know that his real name is public knowledge. Like, I don't know that anyone really knows what his real name is. I find that fascinating that in 2017... There can be a wrestler. Now, granted, he's not taken over the world, but I also believe I'm not sure that anyone really knows the real name of Pentagon Dark or Phoenix either. Yeah. Like, we also know that they're Nobody knows who that is. Uh, I'm being serious. Why must you? <laughs> no, you're right. Um, that's a luchador thing, I just, right? I just think it's great. Lucha Libre. I, I do. It is a Lucha Libre thing, but again, again, you know, yes, obviously you're going to be able to figure out who somebody is if they're not wearing a mask, but it, it's just, you know, there's been a lot of conversation over the last few weeks about kayfabe with the picture of Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman from last week. It's nice to know some pieces of kayfabe are still alive. I mean, you want to talk about secret identities. I think we have to get to the bottom of who the hurricane is. I wanted to ask, I was going to ask um, Ace reporter Gregory Helms, but he, he wouldn't talk about it. Mm. 
You know who I haven't seen in a while? That Who's Rosie that? character. Remember when I said that let's not proclaim that Doc lacks sensitivity? What? Why? Why? Why do you? Why do you gotta? Why do you gotta do that? I don't understand what you mean. Yes, you do. No, the Hurricane and Rosie were an act for a while. They were a team. He was the sidekick. I've, I, I feel like I feel like I have seen glimpses of the Hurricane since that time, but I don't think I've seen much of Rosie. Nope. This is what's known as doubling down. Just gonna let you just let it hang there. Just just <laughs> just gonna let it hang there. Send your hate tweets to at Doc Manson there, you Roman Reigns and his family fans. What? Um, I'm a big Rosie fan. He was a good sidekick. I He was a good sidekick. What? What what yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just go to our emails. Why do I have a few? It's going to be a, maybe it's going to okay. be a short show for the short week. Let's ddtwrestling.com. Hey! I can actually read this one. Go ahead. That's first one comes in from Pav. Hashtag Pav returns. Doc Manson, you will need a doctor when you pass out from his novels. Moo ha 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 ha. Hashtag every day. When you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an original point of view hashtag. Hashtag Pav returns. <laughs> Two weeks. Winky face. Do you have the stock or possibly photo of young... semicolon and parenthesis? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Of of young girls, I'm guessing from somewhere in northern Europe playing hopscotch. Yes. What's what's with the? I don't understand how the picture goes with the rest of it. At first, I thought the little girl at the front of the line there was Jody Sweeten, and then I started looking for Kimmy Gibbler, but I don't think that's who this is. It's not Stephanie Tanner. I'm sorry. She's got the hair. I can understand where you would make the Full House connection. Well, I can no, barely I, see it. I'm I'm nearly blind over here. So. All right. I'm I'm just I Pav. When you return, I know you've been gone for a while. When you return, please explain why girls playing hopscotch has anything to do with your email. I love you. I love you, Puff. But I'm confused. This next one comes in from Chris Hawk. DC is to blame for my disinterest in WWE these days. He needs to be let go. Send for my iPhone. And Chris Hawk needs to learn proper use of two, two, and two, which I could teach him, for I am a second grade teacher. Obviously, he missed that day back when he was seven of the interest. I'd also like to point out that his capitalization is terrible, and he has no end punctuation. So, Chris Hawk, you fail. F. This teacher gives you an F, sir. I send this back to you, and I ask you to correct and return. I. You should actually forward this message back to his email address. I'm doing it right with, now. With a please, brief message. Yes. Please correct and return. Yes. Send. <laughs> I will correct your grammar via email. Hashtag blame DC. That's that what was, you're going to go. That was a good, that was a good message. 
moving. Uh, are we really going to go burn through all of these emails in the? We're only twenty three minutes into the show. I understand that we're only twenty three minutes into the show, but my question to you is. What are we going to talk about? Because we have an entire other show where we go off topic. DC and Doc Talk. I know we're probably going to get together in the next week or two to record another bunch of them. I'm very excited for this week's episode because we talk brunch and the strategies therein. That's what's coming up this week on DC and Doc Talk. I highly encourage you to go to the NAI Network and check it out. But I feel like... You know, I, we could talk about why we're disinterested in WWE some more. Uh, I do want to do a Randy Savage show with you at some yeah, point in the future because his birthday is coming up. And I think we're going to do another show in as we did in honor of The Undertaker. When, I think we're going to do a... When is Backlash? Next weekend. Okay, so we have another edition of this podcast to record before then. Well, yes, but we would normally be doing predictions and productions at that point if we decided mm. to go that route. I believe it is the 21st. Okay. But Randy Savage's birthday, I believe, Randy Savage's birthday is on the 20th, so. Mm. Well, I was going to suggest we could do that show next week because I don't know if either of us are going to want to watch weekly television next week either, but. I'm okay with that. Like, we can talk about payback a little bit, but again, I want the I want Brizango to win. I want Kevin Owens to win. Uh, and right now I want Jinder Mahal to win. Greetings, salutations, hello, and what's up, Doc and DC. I'm gonna go ahead and stop right there, Simon. You probably should have written greetings, salutations, hello, and what's up. DC and Doc. It just has a better flow to it. I don't know. I just, I like that better. What's up, Doc? Thanks to the fake athletic section on my You're going to do it this way. Yeah, yeah. You got to have the pause, the pregnant pause, you're saying. Mm hmm. Hmm. Thanks to the fake athletic section on my iPod, where I keep wrestling related music. My house has been playing this week, which instantly reminds me of DC's version where I sit on my couch. It makes me giggle. Another wrestling-related song, one I play on the pub jukebox, and nobody's sure whether they can laugh or not. It's Limp Bizkit's Undertaker-related song, Rollin'. I laugh cause I'm in a wheelchair and I like humor. Everyone in the pub who doesn't know me generally does look at me as if to ask for permission to find the humor every time. Anyway, what is your favorite past and present entrance theme? I find Sammy Zane's quite annoying, but I really like Gallows and Anderson's and AJ Styles's. New Days puts a spring in my step. Or wheel. Uh... If that's a thing, have a nice weekend, Simon at Fake Sport Monkey. Thank you for the email, Simon. Um, Sami Zayn's theme is the ringtone on my phone. When Doc Manson, if Doc Manson were to call me on the phone, Sami Zayn's music oh, would man. be played. Tell me, tell me, you skank, and you skank hard. I wanted to be a skater. 
when I was in high school. My oh, friends were yes. skaters. I wanted a pair of Jenko jeans. My dad wouldn't let me buy them. Um, yeah. Yeah, he is skanking. Sometimes folks. I throw my, I throw my arm in the air and separate my shoulder and need to take some time <laughs> off. Oh man, it's great. Man, that's one of the few reasons why I feel like we need a video podcast for the occasions where DC skanks. Um, I want to see him dab next. No. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> um. I have that on my phone, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. When my parents call, I have uh, Santino's theme. Right. That one. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite theme? What's your favorite current theme? I couldn't pick Gallows and Andersons out of a lineup. Like, I don't know what their music is. Um, I feel like it's on the tip of my brain, but it's not quite there. Um, nope. I really, really like AJ Styles' theme song. Yes. Obviously a good, a good one. I'm a fan of Kevin Owens. Yeah, that's a good one. Especially for one without lyrics. Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman gets a nod just, just for the... Yeah. And you know what? I will, I will give a nod here to, uh, one Mrs. Manson, um... I want to very badly like Samoa Joe's music. Uh, you know, it's moody, it's atmospheric, it's got a little bit of tinge of that, you know, island sort of culture sound to it. Like, it, it, it's good, except, as Mrs. Manson likes to point out almost every time it comes on our television, when it comes to that gong portion, it really sounds like somebody's flushing a toilet. And I've scolded her for misappropriating another's culture many times, but she's not wrong. Damn, damn if she's not wrong. Um, Charlotte's, I like Charlotte's. Yeah, that's good. It's a nice remix. Um, you like, I don't. You like the fabulous theme? Don't lie, you do. I do, but it's less fabulous these days because she's less fabulous these days. Yeah. Um. I really do not care for Mickey James's theme song. Isn't it's that too doom, bright, doom, too peppy. Yes. Yeah. It's not fitting with her current character for me at all. <laughs> I like the way um Shazaro's has blended together, you know, with yeah. the with the Cesaro entrance, which turns into the Seamus thing. But again, that's not necessarily. What about let's talk all time? Oh, all, t- um, all time. I am a real was... American. Fight for the rights of every man. That, that is, it's just it, it's the best of all time, period. I don't care whether you like Hogan or whether you don't. No, it, that's it's, true. You, you can't deny that. You can't deny that. I even enjoyed the fact that he got a good song that he did. He co-opted like uh, Jimi Hendrix's Voodoo Child when he became Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Even that was pretty good. I feel like um, real American could instill patriotism into people when they went overseas. You know what I mean? Like people when they went in the UK, I feel like people would still cheer the crap out of them. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't know. 
I mean, in terms of others, uh, The Undertaker certainly is high up there. Randy Savage is high up there. Ric Flair, Bret mm-hmm. Hart. We did a whole show on this at one time, didn't we? Didn't we do a DDT top ten? I believe. Yes, I believe we did a whole top ten. Um, oh, I like Ted DiBiase. Per- Mr. Yep, Mister Perfect. Yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah, that's really good. I'm yeah. a fan of Demolitions, which is is not a greatest theme, but I it's just. Here comes oh, yeah. the axe. There goes the smasher. That's demolition. Walking disaster. Pain and what, destruction what about, is our middle name. What is Jake Roberts' theme song? Oh, I'm not remembering it. It's 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 that kind of it's you know yeah. no words. But this was back when a lot of them didn't have words. You know, are you playing it? That is not Jake Roberts' theme. Brutus! It's sad how quickly you were able to pull that up. Do you just have that on your phone? Uh, no, I went to YouTube. You do? I oh. went to YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that's fine. Um, that Jake that to me... Brutus Beefcake's theme. I mean, you want to go back to Simon's email for a second. I don't know whether or not you can get this thing queued up on the jukebox in a pub or not. But to me, I've always felt as though Brutus the Barber Beefcake's theme song is basically uh, the, 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 the wrestling theme equivalent of Never Gonna Give You Up. It's a Rickroll, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That would be a great video series or, you know, you know, similar to the Rickroll thing where you're you're pranking people by and then all of a sudden just start playing Brutus. Mark, mark my words. The next time I get invited onto the New Age Insiders, they're going to ask me for an opinion. I'm going to start giving my answer and it's just going to cut straight to the Brutus's Brutus. theme. I'm doing it. You heard um, it here first, folks. You're going to get invited promise. back next week. That's going to be great. Next week? Why next week? Because they're going to want to hear that. <laughs> Everybody wants to get beef caked. Everybody yeah, wants there to you get go. beef caked. I want to get Hashtag getting beef caked. All right. We've got one more email. I'm also a fan. I got to mention it. Gold, Kiray, Gold. The brood theme. Hey guys, few questions to mull over on a slow news week for wrestling. One, how far away is NXT from being able to fully compete with SmackDown and Raw as a proper third brand? Who do they need to sign slash bring back? Which division needs strengthening and how would you do it? All right, well, let's start there. Um, how The first part, how far away is NXT from being able to compete? Um, a lot of people would say, you know, people are really high on NXT right now. I think that's because people are really low on SmackDown and Raw right now. Well, uh, there are two quantifiable things that are preventing them from being fully competing with those shows. Uh, one is a second hour of television yeah. on a weekly basis. And two is a, a television contract. 
That's I it. don't know. I don't know that that's. I think if they went live every week on the WWE Network, they'd be fine. With well, a I guess hour, so. With a but they said hour. full. But she said fully compete, and in order to fully compete, you'd have to be on the same platform with the same number of possible viewers. So, but but yeah, I to your credit, I do think going live w- w- would certainly. Yeah, uh, that's that's it to me. Important. My big my big things are it pre tapes. So while you can build some excite, you know, right now they've spent a lot of time with video packages, and I give them credit. I don't know if you've been catching up with NXT. They did a two part Roderick Strong, um, video thing, which was awesome, and was I? Like, uh, I, de- I did not watched. see that, but I did see Oscar kill Ember Moon. Like, I don't know if it was her or if it was Ember Moon or what, but when she went flying out of that ring and, like, you knew she was injured. Like, yeah. I, I mean. She was. She's yeah. Off of, she's off a of takeover because of it. I, I just, I don't know what happened there, but that was a ridiculous mistake on somebody's part. Or maybe it, it was an accident. I, I don't know, but it just looked awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, if they were live every week with a two hour show, I would consider them to be a third brand. You know, we don't consider 205 Live to be a third brand, really. Um, but I think NXT could do it. They've got the talent. What do they need? Who do they need to sign or bring back? I don't know that they necessarily need to sign and bring back anybody. They've got a pretty deep roster. You know, two hours gives No Way Jose something to do on a weekly basis, which he currently doesn't have. Two hours gives Roderick Strong something to do on a weekly basis, which they currently don't have. Same with Cassius Ono. Oh, no! You know, and all of that. Like, it gives them time to do that. Uh, I like what they've been doing. Uh, you know, I like the fact that Tyler Bates going to lose the title to Pete Dunne in uh, NXT TakeOver. I'm enjoying that the UK belt is a, is more of a feature there. So I think they could use the roster they have. Do you – you were raised your finger at one point. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Who do they need to sign or bring back? I mean, I don't really think they need to bring anybody back necessarily because it's just like – Good enough. This is why we need a video podcast. (laughs) You dancing and me just doing the Picard face palm. Yes, that is why we need... No, yeah, they don't need to bring anybody back. They're doing fine. They've got a bunch of great new talent. Alistair Black is amazing. Um, he is. He is, he is. Um, which, division needs, which division needs strengthening and how would you do it? it you, you strengthen all of the divisions by giving them an extra hour. Um, and the other right thing I would tag- argue... Well, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Their tag team division is currently, as far as I can tell... Authors of Pain, DIY, and Heavy Machinery. There's yeah. three. Um, you pair up No Way Jose with somebody, and they become a four. You know what I mean? You you can do, with more time every week. You can actually build some more talent. Agreed. And the other thing I think that they've been long overdue for is a mid card title uh, in the men's division. I 100%. think a WWE Network champion would mm-hmm. go a long way. Towards helping them along as well. Absolutely. And, you know, that 
it frees you up. Again, I like what they're doing with the UK title where he's appearing, you know, and I get it. They're building towards the UK show. They keep talking about it on NXT. We're going to get this weekly WWE UK show, which I'm very excited about. But a WWE Network champion could appear on more than just NXT. So right. gives gives them some gives them some options. So great question, Che. That's a you know, I'm I'm hoping that NXT takes those steps forward. They just they just gotta do it. Number two. Aside from any NAI network pods, what pods, if any, do you listen to and why? Well, of course, Doc Manson and I listen to every podcast on the NAI network. We are NAI network through and through. We listen to them all with with the the briefest of minutes that we have outside of that. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, but still, what, what are you listening to now? I know you kind of fluctuate between certain things that you listen to and you don't. So, Well, um, I always listen to the Giant Bombcast. It's a uh, podcast about video games from the best in the business. They recently, and by recently I mean 100 episodes ago, so 100 weeks ago, started a spinoff podcast uh, called the Giant Beast Cast. Um, the Beast Cast is by their staff that have sort of migrated to the East Coast, and they have another office on the West Coast, which is the original Bombcast. So those are two video game-related podcasts that I love. Again, best in the business, www.giantbomb.com. If you have not seen these guys before, I wholly encourage you to check them out. Uh, they are, again, probably my favorite in that particular uh, sector. Uh, I'm a big fan of Skeptoid, which is a science podcast, sort of. It's more like a debunking or skeptics sort of show. He talks about different things, whether it be the latest fad or pseudoscience or whatever ha- woo of the day happens to be out there. He goes through, he breaks it down, he talks about why, you know, it's just a bunch of malarkey and, you know, he does a pretty good job in terms of, you know, being skeptical, applying reasoning and thought to, you know, all sorts of really cool things, urban legends, ghost stories, um, or, you know, again, more mundane things like Himalayan salt baths and things like that. It's a really good, you know, listen to on a weekly basis for a little bit of a, you know, working your mind and keeping you, Skeptical and, you know, scientifically minded for sure. Um, I am a big fan of the Purple Stuff podcast, which is a, it's it's an irregularly um, recorded show. Uh, two guys who sort of run nostalgia websites. So, you know, a lot of action figures and they they talk about old movies and, uh, different old food items that, you know, were like the Ghostbusters cereal, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, all sorts of random stuff. Big fan of them. Uh, and I listened to Tell Em Steve Dave, which you probably talked about before on Kevin Smith's network. It's pretty much the only show I still listen to on the Smodcast network. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and I'll give a shout out to a show that I know uh, Mrs. Manson really likes, uh, and you know, it is actually pretty good. I've listened to it a few times. If you remember Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, yep, he's also, you know, the voice on Deadliest Catch. He has a podcast now called The Way I Heard It. He tells sort of, you know, these short stories 
Um, they usually have some sort of twist, you know, or some sort of comedic edge to them anyways. And they're, they're typically fairly short. It's not a very long show. I should probably say that Skeptoid as well is only about a 12 to 15 minute podcast. Um, and this one as well. The Way I Heard It by Mike Rowe is also a pretty good show that I would encourage everybody to uh, listen to. How about yourself, DC? Uh, <clears throat> well, we have talked about, uh, you know, we have listened to the Kevin Smith podcast. I uh, I enjoy them. Let's see. I'm listening to... Do you I still to... enjoy the Kevin Smith podcasts? I do. Um, I You know, the big podcast I'm listening to right now is I am going through their, the stand-up comedian Todd Glass... Um, has a podcast. I went back because I am weird this way. I went back to the very beginning, his very first episode. I tend to do this with podcasts. Is I'll I do literally, too. I'll go back. I did that with Penn Jillette's podcast until I realized I had to pay to get like the latest fifty, and that was the end of that for me. But um, so I'm listening to that. I think I'm up to somewhere in twenty. 13 or something like that. So I've still got a long way to go to catch up. Um, for Kevin Smith, I listen to Smodcast when it's actually Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier. So they've done a couple of episodes recently, although he did some with uh, Brian Johnson, who is on Tell Him Steve Dave. Um, oh, I should check those good. out. I should check those out then. Um, so I listen to Education, which is their, the science-ish one. I could understand where for you, because it is party science. It is science for those who are not necessarily scientifically minded. So I could understand if you don't like it. Well, I used to like edumacation quite a bit. I just feel like the more recent episodes have been a whole lot of Kevin Smith stoned out of his mind. And like, I like that riffing by Kevin Smith. Like I, I historically I have enjoyed that shtick of his, but I have felt like the more recent episodes of Education, like sometimes they will go like 45 minutes before the show even starts. They did an entire episode recently. I think it was it's the penultimate one. So the second to last one they did, they didn't touch on the actual, you know, because the whole idea of the show is they do the four chambers, the side, the five, the why and the by. They didn't even touch on that at all. It was just a podcast of these two guys talking, which was fine. But it and in wasn't- all fairness. For a couple of guys who ostensibly do a wrestling podcast who frequently don't talk about wrestling, who am I to complain, I suppose? No, but I do. We, if we had a shtick, if we had a shtick where we spent almost 100 episodes doing this very, you know, this very formulaic thing where we had four sections that every week we went through and then you stopped, you could understand that. Um, I, I like Fat Man on Batman, except the problem is like they did one where they reviewed Guardians of the Galaxy and I haven't gotten to see that yet. I'll be talking to you about that at some point. But, um, so I can't watch, I can't listen to that one. I think that's it for, like podcasts I listen, you know, I'll give a shout out to one that I haven't listened to in a while, but if you are of a history mindset, if you enjoy uh, learning about history, there is a podcast. It only comes out like three or four times a year. It's called hardcore history. I hate that show. Really? Yeah. I've tried listening to it and the guy is just way too fanatical. Like it's just, he's, he's, I I was going to say like, he is very fervent, which, you know, for me, I, I don't mind, they, he did like a five-part thing on the Roman Empire. He did something on Genghis Khan and the Mongols. 
you know, I've been meaning to get into some other ones. Uh, hopefully, again, with, you know, I, the problem with teachers is when you get this summer off, you make grand plans every single year. You're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to I'm going to read for an hour a day and I'm going to work out for an hour a day. And then I spend nine hours of my day just watching WWE Network and then I go to bed. So but I, I do hope to get into some other stuff. So if you have out there in neighborhood, if you have podcast recommendations, um, send them our way. You know, we could hashtag it, um, you know. DDT, well, no, DDT pods are actual thing. Send it to us via email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. We'll read some of them on the air because it is it is good to branch out outside of the world of pro wrestling. You know, I've been meaning to get into Jericho's. People tell me I'm supposed to really like Bruce Pritchard's podcast where they talk, you know, he tells inside stories about wrestling. I, I haven't gotten around to that yet. So maybe someday. I... Well, we all know how I feel about wrestling podcasts. Yeah. Uh, the last part. Oh, hey. Are you going to read it or do you want me to read it? What do you hope for and expect to see from the upcoming second half of S3 Lucha Underground and the new UK Weekly Network show? All the best. Che. Well, you go ahead. What do you hope for? And I know you kind of said it. You just want more Lucha Underground. You don't really care what they do. But I mean, that's one of the wonderful things about Lucha Underground, I think, is I don't mean to say that I'm less invested in it, but I definitely feel way more open to those stories just going wherever they're going to go. You know what I mean? It's it's easier mm-hmm. just to get lost and enjoy the story that they're telling. And I think part of that is because the way, you know, they present the story, it feels more soap opera ish it feels more like i am watching a a story show the way that wwe presents itself i think it just becomes i don't know if it's because my familiarity with the product or what but it becomes easier for me to nitpick and pull apart and you know so i i I don't i'm looking forward to watching some wrestling and just letting it wash over me Two two quick things. Number one, I think it is the familiarity. You've been watching WWE-style wrestling on and off for the last 25 or 30 years. You've been watching Lucha Underground for three years. And number two, five hours a week, one hour a week. Yep. If, if Raw was an hour and SmackDown was an hour, I think we would nitpick a whole lot less because we wouldn't have – there wouldn't be as much. We literally have 300 minutes – yeah, that, that, that's right. We have 300 minutes a week, not counting pay-per-views or any of the other stuff, to break apart. Yeah. No, um, you're right. What am I hoping for from the new UK Weekly Network show? Uh, my first answer, right off the bat, without question, is Wolfgang. Oh. I just want... Hmm, that's not what I thought you were going to say. What do you think I was going to say? William Regal. It would make a lot of sense, but you know what? I'm happy with William Regal as the general manager of NXT. I want to see Wolfgang. Um, I want to see some of those guys from the tournament again. Uh, I, at some point, want to see guys like Neville and Jack Gallagher spend a couple of months over there doing some things. Uh, I'm looking forward to something new. You know, 205 Live was, for a while, something new. I'm a little 
out of sync with it right now, but it's been it's been pretty good. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing, just like I'm looking forward to the women's tournament and what I do believe will be eventually an entire hour women's show on the WWE Network. I think they're going to go that route too. Um, so uh, you know what? I'm just do whatever you want. Go ahead. Let's see it. You know, I like Tyler Bate. I like Trent Seven enough. Wolfgang's great. Pete Dunn's pretty good. So bring it on. Bring it on, WWE. What you got? What you got? Uh, what we got is we, I I really thought this was going to be our short show. I thought it was going to be, you know, half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we, we done good. We done good. And that is thanks to Che and Simon and Pav and I guess Chris Hawk. Um, though you really do need to, like, you're going to lose 10 points for every day that that's not corrected and returned. So there is a penalty for tardiness in this classroom. Um, Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity for this week? It's going to be hard to come by. Um, it's you got probably anything? still the fashion files. Okay, that's fair. Shine... That Cheerio line was genius. Yeah, the shine was a little, um, you know, dull perhaps compared to what we saw last week, but probably still the highlight for me this week mm-hmm. in wrestling. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead with a broad thing. Um, while it didn't work storyline wise for me, I appreciate that because I'm pretty sure. I think Chase from out of the country. I could be wrong on that. Forgive me, Che. I should know where you're from. But I know Simon and Pav are not from... I enjoy when WWE goes abroad. I enjoy when WWE goes international. It gives those fans in the UK a chance to go watch Raw and SmackDown, which they, of course, deserve to do. I do hope a major pay-per-view goes to the UK at some point. It'll be interesting to see logistically how they pull that off, but I do hope it happens. Um, So I will say it is good for the global fan base um, that WWE went there. Uh, I am still baffled by the fact that Eric Rowan beat Luke Harper. I don't understand why. He talks to his sheep mask. Well, I mean... He's clearly, like Al Snow. He's talking to his mannequin head. I mean, clearly Rowan is, in fact, the big star that's going to come out of that pairing. Just make them a tag team. Just make them a tag team. Again? Yes. They're not going to do anything in the singles run right now on SmackDown. And the tag team division, I'm sorry, Ascension, could use the big, brutal guys. Like, just imagine Breezango wins the tag team titles and then has to face Harper and Rowan. Just the oddity of that New Day versus Harper and Rowan would be good. I know you're not a New Day fan, but I'm just, I'm just, put them together. Come on. Let's make it happen. I can't remember the last time I saw the New Day. They've been gone since the Superstar Shakeup. I've been okay with that 100%. I'm guessing between Kofi's injury and the whole Page debacle wanting to keep Xavier Woods off television, they just figured, just, just give him a while. Yeah. And Fair again, enough. I think we talked about this before. It's not a bad idea to have, like, we haven't seen Rusev in a while. He's going to be back. People are going to be excited for that, I hope. I am. Jason Maltov is. Um, I hope you are excited to join us here on DDT Wrestling. Um, 
I certainly have enjoyed this conversation, as I enjoy all of my conversations with the one, the only, the nope of negativity, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. You can find him on Twitter, of course. You can find us on the email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. You can find him on Instagram, where he is making photos just magical with an array of techniques that I can't even possibly begin to understand. Uh, You can check out our website, ddtpod.com. You can head to iTunes and subscribe and write us a review, five stars, please, and uh, really help to get us to that next level of podcast where we are we are mentioned in the same breath as Kevin Smith or Giant Bombcast. Is that that's what it's called, right? Giant Bombcast. Giant Bombcast. Um, I will say, like, okay. these days, I think the Beast Cast is probably the superior show. Um, I think the East Coast guys oh. have sort of throwing uh, shade, throwing yeah, shade. Bo- both offices, I think, last week uh, hired new members. So uh, there's going to be some fresh voices now. So we'll see how it turns out. But Well, while Doc Manson gets our exit music queued up, um, anything else you'd like to say, sir, before we head out into that good night? Happy oh, birthday, I mean, Lindsay Dorado. You know that I never do. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends... You've just been beefcaked. Brutus! He's dabbing! <laughs> <laughs>